Come on. The strong, the powerful Benita Condi has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Benita. Thank you, George. It's great to be here. Yeah, excited to have you back. Benita is the founder and coach at Create Radical Love. She is also a consultant and a speaker. Again, excited to have you back on. Benita, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I transitioned out of the corporate world where I worked in the advertising industry um, coming up on four years ago now, which is crazy. Um, and I, you know, I felt in that world as I was leaving it over a period of time that love was missing from business. Love was missing from creative businesses as I was experiencing it very specifically, um, in that world, in that context. And I just started to play with that idea, um, as I resigned from my full-time job, like no longer feeling like that system and structure was aligned for me. I hired coaches And that theme kept coming up in conversations with them, but also with people I was still very much actively working with in the advertising industry. And people would nod their heads and say like, yeah, you're right. It feels pretty fear-based and pretty lack belief-based and scarcity-based and contracted. And we're all sort of beholden to shareholders more than sort of each other or the product or service. And so the more nodding heads I experienced and the more I sat with that and then the more I took time and space from those kinds of environments out of a meditation, create radical love as a coaching approach, as a consulting approach. I didn't quite know what that meant then um, as a way to liberate myself and my life, like design a radically loved life myself around many years of experience. I was also a classical ballet dancer. I worked in the fitness industry for a period of time prior to finding my way into advertising and then managing, recruiting, and creating talent development type programs. Like, oh, this brings all of this together. Um, So Create Radical Love is my main focus now, along with my son, who's 11. And we've been doing school from home for three years. So that's very much a part of our life. And my husband has his own business as well. So we share learning coach, um, as it's called in my son's school duties, which we do virtually from home, as well as balance that with our businesses and um, are of service to each other and um, our clients in the world. Nice. So this whole uh, homeschooling phenomenon is is, is old hat to uh, y'all. It was fascinating <laughs> when to- early 2020 hit and we sort of looked around and went, wow, we have this really amazing space that we found our home that works well. My husband has a gym out in the back and we're already doing school from home and I'm doing my business predominantly remote and can switch any local clients to zoom. So yes, (laughs) like we were like, okay, this has all been set up for us for a while now. Right. Right. Nice. So we spoke probably probably been three, four months ago. What's uh, Mm a, what's, what's top of mind for you right now? So after we spoke, it hit me, I think it was like the next day or the same day later that day, and I was like, ah, I have another topic. (laughs) Um, And that is very specifically directed toward money, which, you know, speaking with you, listening to some of your episodes and seeing this balance of 
like wellness, like whole self care. These are my words, not yours. And then information and the balance of that with the concept of money. It hit me very much, especially in the last three and a half to four years for me has been this beautiful process of like detangling, untangling, (laughs) detaching from the personal connection and beliefs I had around what money was. And I say was because I just don't have those beliefs so much anymore. And so there was a very influential book for me that helped, and it's called Busting Loose from the Money Game. So I don't know if that's ever been discussed Uh on the show before. Okay, very interesting. Um, It's by a guy named Robert Scheinfeld, and it very much brings together the ideas of like being a conscious creator in your life. So sort of consciousness concept, right? And like, oh, everything is illusory. (laughs) We create it. Mm -hmm. We only know we create it because we can see it and experience it. And if we weren't conscious, we wouldn't be creating all of this. Coupled with what can happen when we take certain concepts and he uses money because it is so powerfully triggering for people, right? It's so connected to that survival part of the brain. And when that happens and you directly link yourself and your identity to a concept like money, which is actually just a concept that we right. all buy into and give it power, you're giving your power, your own personal power, your own personal sense of truth and conscious connection away to money. And so for people who struggle and stress about money and their identification with it, right? Like based on the dollar amount I have in the bank, I am worth that. Mm Mm-hmm. When there's that kind of connection to the concept of money, then we're giving our own personal sense of self away to said concept that is really only an illusory concept. And I'm sure we've all noticed that the numbers go up in that account and the numbers come back down in that account, you know, and like it's continually shifting and changing and is not necessarily a really solid foundation for like a true sense of self. And so that was the piece I just wanted to talk about. I'm happy to share my own experience with this because it it was just, there was a few openings in that space for me, understanding that I am a conscious creator in this world from like an empowerment perspective. Like, Oh, when I set an intention and I get excited about something and I go out in the world and I, talk about it and meet with people and create it, it happens. Oh, like I'm not more of a victim to circumstance, circumstance, which I experienced more in working in systems and structures that cultivate more of that kind of sense of like lack of control, true control rather than like everybody trying to control each other. Right. And so I experienced it upon sort of leaving, right, and creating my own business. And then you create your own business and you're like, oh, I've just created my own business. And now I am more the sole one responsible for what abundance might flow in and, and becoming more comfortable with that and like wearing that more loosely rather than from a place, again, of control from a, I will die if I don't do this or or. Or am I good enough based on the money that's coming in from this business? That felt totally wrong to me. Like, that just did not align. And so then I think I was introduced to this book 
I don't know, probably in my first year of having business and I read it and a lot of it made sense to me. And he outlines a process basically where you look at whatever it is that's triggering you. So let's say it's a slow month or whatever for your business. Like this is really triggering me. And you sit with it and you allow yourself to be triggered and feel those feelings rather than like pushing them away, which I think we all are conditioned to do as well is like, let me just distract myself with more things. Like sometimes it'll be like, I should be doing more then. And I think we've all encountered people and maybe also in ourselves where when we go down that road, we can almost make things worse sometimes. Like sometimes the answer is actually just to pause, wait for clarity, and then take some more aligned action. So feeling those feelings, and this can all be done in a short amount of time, and then realizing like, oh wait, I am creating this for whatever the lesson is, for whatever the actual good is, right? Like all of a sudden a more positive spin can be taken. And then realizing like, oh, I'm powerful because I'm creating this and then appreciating the heck out of it rather than this like resistant fear-based approach to anything to do with money. And so I would practice this paying the bills because wait, I've created all these things. I've asked for all these things to be in my life. I've or, you know, have had a circumstance or a situation where this, I asked this on some level <laughs> in my consciousness for this to be here, and I'm paying it. And that's great. Beautiful exchange, in and out, in and out. And it creates much more of a flowing relationship with, I'll use the word money, but you could use abundance, financial circulation, just some of these ideas that, like, loosen up that there is abundance. There is enough for all, right? We're so conditioned to believe also that like there's not enough and I've got to like grab my little bit and hold on to it for fear that somebody else will get it. If I don't, it just loosened all of that up for me. And I've just been able to play so much more openly with like, well, the construct of bankruptcy, for instance. So when I left my corporate job and I was not bringing in a full-time income for a period of time and we were using our savings for this exploratory period where I took three months off. My financial advisor, who I hired during this time, which all felt very inspired, was like, well, you know, you could with this debt that you have, you know, you could file for bankruptcy at this time. It's like a very like little window you have available to you. And this is what it's used for, for financial restructuring in a moment like this where you're about to start a new venture why would you want to bring that into the equation? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't have ever thought of that. Right. Thank you, financial advisor. To this day, I'm like worth every single penny for that like one piece of advice. She's been brilliant in lots of other ways as well. But that was the moment. I was like, ah, oh, this is why you came in. And so... Um, you know, being open and accepting to a construct like bankruptcy, which there's a ton of narratives in the collective about that being a negative thing or all of the consequences that could come from that and shame. It's been wonderful. I'm not suggesting that anybody abuse that system that's available to us to restructure financially when we need to. But if there's a moment in time when that's available to you, my credit was not affected much, it been able to work that back up. I bought, I just bought a home and it's been two years. So like right when I was eligible for a loan, I bought a home, like 
it's been totally fine. But I think really because there was this idea about anything to do with money is not what we're conditioned to believe that it is. It is what we assign to it. So if I assign a belief that it's super heavy and negative and it defines who I am and I'm going to feel all this shame about it, well, then that's what so it's going I'm going to, go. to experience, right? Like that's exactly what's going to be reflected back to me. But if I see money as something to play with, oh, it's a tool that's here right now in its current forms and its evolving forms. I think all that we're seeing happen with financial systems and structures are such beautiful illustrations of how illusory it is or like that it's all happening on your phone now. <laughs> I don't even log on to the account on the computer anymore. I'm like, I just do everything. I closed, I wired the money to close my home from my phone. Like. Amazing. Right? So it's so, that's just a perfect illustration of how illusory it is. And if we define ourselves by it, we are giving our power over to something that is literally a made up construct that we've all just have a collective agreement is a thing. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of really powerful stuff. Thank you for sharing it. And that, that's, I mean... If you don't stop and take the time to to really question how much of my self worth do I do I assign to money, I, I I bet that the answer is a lot for so yeah. many of us because and, and, and these days especially you know referencing our, our phones, you know it's 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 wealth signals all around us and then the entire system is kind of set up to help us consume and consume and consume and and you measure yourself against others and and and, and all that nonsense so. Right? The, the, such beautiful sort of tentacles of this that you just illustrated. If we're associating ourselves with a concept like that and then all of the offshoots of it, it's just a huge mix of, of untruths. Right? So if we can take a moment to even just probe, like you said, and ask that question, like, how much of my own like personal worth or value or sense of self am I garnering from or taking from money in my life? Yeah. And I, 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 I love everything you were talking about. I, I love that it's okay to feel triggered by this stuff. In fact, it's, it's perfectly human and it's perfectly human to, to, to want all these things and it's perfectly human to, to all all of it. Um, and, and, and to be able to just sort of have that wash over you and, and, and to sit in that feeling, um, and then, you know, recognize, okay, now that that's sort of passed and I'm not so triggered by it, I'm not so emotional about it, then I can maybe give it a little bit more thought. And move and and, 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 and and move past it. Absolutely. I mean, think about the blocks that any of us can have that I've certainly had much more in the past where you immediately think and assume you can't do something because of whatever the financial constraints are that somebody has told you is a thing about something. And so you're like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have access to that. That triggered feeling that comes up when you feel less than because – 
like you said earlier, you've seen somebody else do it and you don't feel you can. And then you're like, oh, but I shouldn't feel this way. So I'm also not going to process this and just ignore it. And like how many blocks there could be to moving forward through and into things that are actually maybe more accessible in some way if it was just about asking for help or getting some advice or taking the next action. It's that being triggered and then shutting down versus being triggered and like sitting with it, breathing through it, seeing a way to shift the belief to something maybe a bit more open and positive so that you can, can then take that action, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think it, it, it's fascinating to me, uh, every aspect and in, 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 in sort of season of life, and um, hopefully it's the same for everybody, but the, the, the kind of conversations that, that, that you're describing and the self-work that, that, that it takes, and I, I think it's probably, probably a lot of maturity that it takes and life experience that it takes to to go through this process and it could be a bad experience it could be a good experience but just for me i don't know what what stage that this is if this is a really high stage or if we're going to keep you know elevating past uh everything that you've been talking about um but you're obviously this is what you do um how how would you coach people to i I, i've sort of thrown a lot at you that are listening mm-hmm. to this say this is something I'm interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how 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 to move forward? Awesome. Well, it comes up pretty much with every single one of my clients because I tend to work with people who are generally at like some sort of fork in the road moment. Either they are you know really suffering in whatever their current like professional life is that usually creates a lot of catalyst for people, right? Because then I want to make a change, but I don't quite know how, and then. And then how will I make money? <laughs> Usually are right there together. So money comes up a lot. Or even just paying for something like coaching. The first action in hiring, hiring, you know, circulating funds to someone to be a support to you is really an act of self-care. So there has to be that awareness of like, you know, I believe in myself enough to do this. Right? So that's like all in there and in those steps. But in terms of really... Um, some like succinct um, approaches to this. I will say I highly recommend busting loose from the money game. I will say there needs to be some interest or fascination in consciousness to enjoy the whole first part of the book. (laughs) So it's certainly not for everybody. Um, And then read through that process and kind of do some of the work around becoming more self-aware of like how am I triggered around something like money And then when things come up, like choosing this versus this, or moving forward in my life this way versus this way, really feeling into, am I being withheld? Like, am I holding myself back? Am I being contracted or am I contracting because of a belief? Because usually, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it all comes down to a limiting belief that is there. Could very well have come from actual circumstances, of course, in our lives where this is like a learned belief but is it true and I would say I would argue that there is no limiting belief that's actually true Hmm. it has been imposed usually on us and then we come to believe that it is our truth but when you walk it all the way back you can usually see like is it actually mine is it my truth no okay that's somebody else's so can I step forward 
in some sort of action around this. So the book walks through that in its own way with its own process, and I walk through that with each client, depending on what's coming up for them circumstantially. Or it might be around something like, my own experience um, is easiest to use, savings, right? So I had three months of savings when I left my corporate job. That is not a lot for some, and for others, that is a tremendous amount of savings. And I was living in New York City at the time, and so our expenses were incredibly high, so it was enough to cover three months of our expenses in New York City. And I could have looked at that and said to myself, this is absolutely crazy and 100% irresponsible, and you should not leave your full-time job. You should just stay for all of those reasons, all of the like mind um, rational responsibility based reasons. Oh, but you're feeling very limited. Oh, listen to that. Oh, I'm feeling very contracted. I'm feeling like there's just something else calling to me. I'm going to listen to that intuitive pull and then again, wear it loosely, wear this whole idea around money loosely. Oh, maybe (laughs) something is going to show up where actually income is going to start coming in more quickly than I think. Like, we're so programmed to plan for the worst case scenarios, you know, for all of the reasons that well-meaning people in our lives want us to be safe and secure, sort of propagate those. But it's like, yeah, looking at the trigger, sitting with the trigger, and then leaning, when we talked about this in, in the last episode, leaning much more into intuition. Like, what is my gut and my heart truly telling me, and do I believe that I will be okay? And some people might assign the word risk to this, Like, am I willing to take a risk? And when you can get to a place where you know you're truly taking care of yourself to take an aligned action, it doesn't have that risky energy to it. It really feels like, am I just doing the right thing for myself? And yes, maybe my family. Like, it's certainly not about being, um, like, cold or calculating or, like, so independent that you're not considering the other people you are in agreement with in life, in contract with, like, hi, I'm here in a relationship with you. So I talked to my husband about it before we did this, and we were in agreement. But that you can step into more of your truth, even though it feels scary to the mind. I love it. Such good stuff. Well, Benita, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, for today, I think it really is, yeah, sit with, sit with the triggers around money. And see what comes up. And just ask yourself really simply, like, what am I believing about this? Am I believing this is something I, like, can or can't do and why? And then see if you can kind of step through taking action. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Benita, thank you so much for coming back on. How can Savage Nation learn more about you? How, how, how can people engage? Yep. You can find me on my website, which is createradicallove.com. Um, there's a contact page there, and that's the most simple and easy way to um, connect with me and reach out. And then I'm on Instagram at Benita underscore Condi. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Benita your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to createradicallove.com. Check out all the great resources Benita has and find her on Instagram as well. Thanks again, Benita. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.